0: so many of us have been in that situation where you're just ignoring the problem, you hope it goes away, you know it's there, and you just don't want to open the mail, you don't want to answer the text message, whatever it might be. And so, you know, what I try to do in a mediation, you know, I'm kind of an outgoing guy, so I I try to, you know, make the mood a little bit lighter, and folks have entered into our mediations and said, wow, you all are having a lot of fun here, and you really (laughs) wouldn't expect that to be happening during a You really wouldn't. but, but. And I think really when you make it a more open process where folks feel like we're building something together, and at the end of the day it's voluntary, so if you don't want to agree to anything you don't have to, um, that I really think we get to better results.
1: Many renters are fed up these days and don't get us started on how the landlords feel. That was a hot topic today on St. Louis on the Air. And before we move on, I want to remind you that the biggest source of St. Louis Public Radio's funding comes from listeners like you. Because you value what you hear on St. Louis on the Air, donate today. Go to stlpr.org donate. That's stlpr.org donate. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. The economic disruption caused by the coronavirus pandemic has hit renters hard. Some simply can't pay the rent. Yet the moratoriums in place mean their landlord can't evict them either. Can these relationships be saved? Well, Elod Gross thinks so. He's the outreach coordinator for the St. Louis Mediation Project. It provides much-needed resources to both tenants and landlords in St. Louis County who find themselves in a bind this year. One woman who's taken advantage of the service is Kadria Harrison. She was renting an apartment in St. Louis County when the pandemic
2: began, and that's when her trouble started. Basically, I wasn't working, and... Um it caused me to get behind on my rent.
1: Kadria's leasing office said she might qualify for help with her rent. They also told her about the St. Louis mediation project. She was like,
2: "Yeah, um, you know, this they have like CARES Act for people who um, were affected from the COVID situation." And she said that um, I would I should be able to qualify, and if we do the mediation program, just to set up like an arrangement. Um, and then uh, I also got information for other resources and everything like that. Kadria Harrison said that the mediation and funding
1: assistance is still in process, but she said it's already proved helpful.
2: So, so far at this moment, I haven't received any like assistance at this time, uh, but it has been helpful. Uh, I also received resources for, um, I believe it was called the um, Prosperity Connection. Uh, Just a little financial literacy education. And then, um, yeah, they actually are really nice people um, that they kind of connected me to uh, just to give me more information of uh, future um, financial decisions that I'll be making in the future, like uh, buying a house and getting a new car, stuff like
1: that. And Kadria Harrison told us she's feeling significantly more hopeful now.
2: I'm definitely working <laughs> now, so uh, it's definitely with the Prosperity Connection and uh, speaking with the mediation, um, they, they basically kind of just gave me a, a definitely different outlook on what my situation is, and uh, basically it's not over, and uh, I have help, and because of the arrangements, um, it's not like all hope is lost.
1: And we asked Kadria Harrison if she had any advice for other tenants who are struggling.
2: And here is what she suggested. Definitely communicate with the person that you're leasing to or uh, if it's mortgage, uh, getting your mortgage from. Um, Everybody knows that the situation is going on. Um, Most places will work with you uh, as far as like, you know, just making sure that you, you know, not going without, I mean, um, definitely stay hopeful and uh, reach out to the resources uh, that are given to you and just be persistent. Just don't give up. I was nervous at first uh, doing the mediation program because I'm like, oh, no, I don't want everyone to know what's going on. But after speaking with them, it was like, you know, talking to regular people, you know, just letting them know what's going on and uh, getting help.
1: And that is Kadria Harrison. Now, the St. Louis Mediation Project is a partnership between Washington University School of Law, St. Louis County, United States Arbitration and Mediation, Beyond Housing, and other organizations also dealing with the eviction crisis. And joining us today to talk about it is Elod Gross. Elod, welcome.
0: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: So just a few months ago, you were on the ballot in the Democratic primary, running for state attorney general. When did you switch gears to this?
0: Uh, Two days later. (laughs) Pretty quick. Literally two days later. Yeah, I got a phone call from uh, Professor Karen Tokars at WashU, wonderful person who's been leading uh, this project and the clinic at WashU, uh, for quite some time. And uh, she said, I know I, sh- I probably shouldn't be calling you so soon, uh, but I really need help. And I said, with what? And she said, with uh, these eviction problems are happening in the county. And so she described the project to me, and it was something that uh, I've been very passionate about for quite some time, and I talked a lot about as a candidate, so I was on board immediately and have been working there ever since. Hmm, that
1: was perfect timing. Sounds like maybe you were looking for a project, and boy, did she <laughs> drop a big one in your lap. <laughs> uh, tell me yeah. this. I, I understand this project predates that phone call. Uh, yes. How did this project first get started?
0: Oh, goodness. this. So the St. Louis Mediation Project has been around for over a decade now, um, and then U.S. Uh, A&M, United States Arbitration and Mediation, got involved uh, a few years later uh, in about 2012 or so. But, uh, yeah, this, this, is, um, this has been a very important program in uh, the St. Louis area to make sure that, you know, we're, we're doing a better job in landlord and tenant housing court, especially, Hmm. uh, because I don't know if you've ever been to one, but those things get packed very quickly. Folks don't have much representation. Uh, It's kind of in and out and folks don't know what their rights are and, you know, the mediation program itself really saves so much time. It gets you better outcomes Uh, and just like, I mean, I didn't know what Kadria was going to say, like I had her, but but just listening to that, um, you know, I, I got really emotional because I'm just seeing how successful this program is with folks. And and that's the kind of results that we're getting. They're much better results than the, the, the packed courts that we're seeing right now. Hmm.
1: Well, it's interesting. I know you work with both tenants and landlords. And in some right. ways, it feels like those two groups' interests are at odds in this current financial <laughs> crisis. You know, landlords need their payment, or at least they want their payment. Um, there's tenants who right. just can't make rent. How do you sort of deal with these two ideas that don't seem like um, they could ever be on the same
0: page? Right, right. You know, you would think that, but uh, especially during the current crisis, we're all, we're all in trouble. And I think uh, your other guests today have, have indicated just you know, how important it is for us to see all of ourselves uh, together in this. And I think in this current situation, and even even before this, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes you've got some opposing views, right? Somebody wants their money, somebody doesn't have their money, and whatever it might be. And that's really where mediation serves such an important role. You get folks together. I mean, since you put this out there, I've been getting some texts about this, trying to arrange some other ones and some other emails and everything. And you know, I think folks want to see better outcomes. Uh, Mm -hmm. Folks want to be able to pay. Folks want to be able to keep tenants in their housing. They don't want to go through the rush of finding another tenant and having to, you know, all of the costs that are associated with going to court and everything else. There are better outcomes out there. And and mediation is really a way for folks, even to avoid a lot of the court fees, because now we're doing mediations uh, like with Kadria, for example, before those cases even go to court mm. and, and just you know reaching out into the community and trying to set these up ahead of time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, sure, you sometimes get, uh, especially at the beginning of some of these, especially when you're doing them in court, sometimes folks are just at each other. Uh, and I've had a few of those. But, you know, after a few moments, I think we realize, oh, if we actually do talk this out and figure out a way to work together through mediation, the outcomes are going to be better for all of us. Hmm.
1: Well, as you mentioned, after we put this on our social media, you're starting to get calls. (laughs) We're starting to get calls. I already have somebody on the phone who wants to talk to you, which I think is great. And we do want to encourage you, if you're listening to this and you have a question for Elad about how all this works, or simply trying to just understand what the law even says Mm -hmm. about the situation you're in, he's here to help. You can call us at 314- 382-8255. That's 382-TALK. You can also send us a tweet at STL on air, or you can email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. So let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Bill is calling from St. Louis. Um, Bill, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air.
3: I've been advocating for some time for more um, freeze on help uh, for uh, tenants behind on their rent because of uh, COVID employment problems. But a friend of mine posted on Facebook when I did that, the wonderful Pete Rothschild, that landlords were having issues also because mm-hmm. of this. Mm -hmm. And I haven't read of any um, similar interventions for landlords with their banks. And we don't want our small businesses or even large businesses to uh, have financial difficulties either. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if the wonderful Elad, whose campaign I thought was great, um, had... Uh, any wisdom on what assistance is being given to the landlord?
1: Uh, Bill, I think that's a great question. Elad, uh, tell me there's something, because, yeah, I, I really yeah. worry about uh, people who have to pay a bank and, and yet aren't getting any rent.
0: Right, 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 right. And and so what we did get through the CARES Act, uh, we did get a first round of funding um, that we were able to help a lot of tenants and landlords access together hmm. that covered rent covered even utilities um, for folks who were affected by the COVID-19 crisis, whether that was a loss of job, whether that was a cut in hours or childcare, whatever it was, uh, if they went to quarantine, we had a few of those folks as well um, who, who got sick. And that rent would be covered, um, you know, starting in the March air, you know, right around there because that's when the crisis started through whenever they were having problems. And there were wonderful organizations that are still trying to give away some of that funding. A lot of that funding has been used. As you can imagine, there was a very big demand for that. But that money would go directly to uh, landlord. So while a tenant would apply for it, it would go directly to the landlord. So hmm. in some ways it was really a, a, a program where you needed to have a partnership between tenants and landlords. And that was something that we were able to facilitate a lot. I it, For anybody who's listening out there who is a policymaker we really need funding. We need funding for programs like this, but we really need funding for folks like Kadria and so many other tenants who are out there and landlords who are out there right now. And so I really do stress the need for additional CARES Act funding if we can find it and hopefully a second round of this because there are so many folks who are in that boat who were not able to get that funding in the first, first uh first round of it, and uh, hoping that there's some still out there, but goodness gracious, the need is is very big.
1: That's a good point. I mean, the best way maybe to help a landlord is to make sure the tenant can pay the rent. Um, Their their interests are more aligned than maybe we want to think of it as. I want to go back to the phone lines. Mark is calling from St. Louis. Uh, Mark, hi, you're on St. Louis on the Air. Hi, how are you? Thank you for joining us today.
3: My pleasure. I'm uh, actually one of the volunteer mediators here in St. Louis County and I'm a real estate attorney, and I was asked to join the program, and I've been doing it for a couple years, and I found it to be incredibly successful.
1: Hmm. And what do you think is the the key to that success there, Mark?
3: I think the key to it is um, allowing the landlords an opportunity to talk to the tenants, whereas many of them have probably felt that the tenants, because they're not able to pay, have not been communicating with the landlord. Hmm. And the landlord's at their wit's end, which is why they filed the lawsuit in order to evict them. Mm-hmm. And this is an opportunity prior to going into the judge. And uh, You know, many landlords don't want to evict a, a tenant if they can find a way to pay or, or catch up in some way. Mm-hmm. And this is an opportunity for them to sit down, to lower the emotional temperatures with uh, an independent third party who's neutral, who's just trying to facilitate conversation, and allows each side to, to say, you know, tell me what's going on. What what happened? How did we get here? And very, and I find, you know, nine times out of ten that the landlord doesn't want to evict hmm. and the tenant doesn't really want to leave.
4: Hmm. Uh, and
3: if they do, we can make a deal and figure out what that looks like in, in the uh, schedule for leaving. But if they don't really want to go, we can usually find a way to work it out.
4: Boy, that is
1: so heartening to hear. And it, it makes me think of what Kadria said um, in the introduction to this this conversation here, where she said it, at first she was just kind of embarrassed. She didn't really even mm-hmm. want to admit what was going on. Elad, is that something you see, that if people are able to just come to the table and start talking, um, that's much better than when we're sort of hiding out, embarrassed that we didn't
0: make the rent? Oh, my goodness. It's so important because... You know, I mean, so many of us have been in that situation where you're just ignoring the problem, you hope it goes away, you know it's there, and you just don't want to open the mail, you don't want to answer the text message, whatever it might be. And that is so true for so many people. And so, you know, what I try to do in a mediation, you know, I'm kind of an outgoing guy, so I, I try to, you know, make the mood a little bit lighter. And folks have entered into our mediations and said, wow, you all are having a lot of fun here. And you really wouldn't <laughs> expect that to be happening no. during a You really wouldn't. <laughs> you but would not. <laughs> but, yeah, but I think, you know, we, we've got like, it's not just attorneys who do this. Uh, Linda, who's been wonderful. She worked for Beyond Housing, a wonderful organization in the St. Louis area. We've had folks who've done a lot of work with the Equal Housing. An Opportunity Council for the St. Louis area and folks who have done a lot of housing work with people. So we're able to get them to counseling, to really good advice. Prosperity Connection is another great organization we've been able to refer folks to. And, and I think really when you make it a more open process where folks feel like we're building something together, and at the end of the day it's voluntary. So if you don't want to agree to anything, you don't have to. Um, that I, I really think we get better results. And, and Mark is right. We have so many wonderful folks who volunteer their time to do these mediations. And I mean, it's it's a really it's a really great program that's doing wonderful work for folks right now.
1: Yeah, Mark, I want to thank you for sharing that experience. And also thank you for the work you're doing. That's mm-hmm. amazing to hear vo- uh, attorneys volunteering their time. We also got a voicemail yesterday from our listener, Shannon Keating. She lives in Bridgeton. Um, and she, as she explained in this voicemail, she had been renting a house and she had a roommate. And she explained what happened
4: next. It's interesting that you're bringing this topic up because I recently resolved a dispute with my landlord regarding the lease termination. Shortly after moving into the house, uh, I realized that the situation with my land, I'm sorry, the situation with my roommate was not going to work out, and wanted to terminate the lease. There is a clause in the lease that says, for a fee of $2,000, the lease can be terminated early. When I presented this to the landlord, uh, she was not willing to work with me and suggested that if my roommate didn't also want to terminate the lease, then she would not be able to do anything. It took reaching out to several uh, legal advocacy groups on my behalf to solve the dispute And just over the weekend, I was able to come to an agreement with the landlord and my former roommate,
1: and that is Shannon. We were happy to hear there was a good resolution on that. But Elad, for the services that uh, you offer, is this something where if there's a third party involved, there's a, a, a roommate there? Uh, this starts mm-hmm. to get really complicated. You're playing three-dimensional chess. Are you guys willing to deal with things like that in these mediations?
0: Good. I mean, we deal with just about everything. So uh, yeah, I mean, that, that that happens. And, you know, you really, what all the mediations we do are confidential. And, I, you know, I explained this at the very beginning about how there's, it's all voluntary it's confidential and the reason for that is I want folks to be honest so that we can have everything out in the table we can talk about it in an honest way and we're not hiding anything like we're not hiding the fact that the this is happening with the roommate or that this is a provision in the in the contract and that way we're we're all open with each other now at the end of the day if they don't agree and they want to keep that stuff confidential done you know that's 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 what the deal is but um, yeah, I mean, we've dealt with all kinds of situations, and I, I will say this, as mediators, we're not there to provide uh, legal representation for either side. Mm-hmm. We don't represent the landlord. We don't represent the tenant. Now, there are some situations they come to us, and they don't need a mediation. They need a lawyer, and there are some wonderful organizations out there that we can refer folks to if they need that help, um, but uh, yeah, that's that's we don't provide that kind of representation we really do try to come to uh an amicable amicable agreement between the parties if we can and if you know if if mediation doesn't work out then there are other avenues for folks to explore but having that first or having that once it does go to court really does, um, and I mean the numbers have shown over the last few years when they've studied this, but have really led to more successful agreements and outcomes, less evictions, less problems in communities as a result, less cost to communities as a result. And I mean this is this is a very big win for the community as a whole and one that really is needed in the St. Louis region.
1: So Elad, I just have one quick question. We're very short on time here, but I know you guys only work with St. Louis County. Is there a similar right. organization we could refer city dwellers to?
0: Yeah, I mean if you get- of us so I mean I, you know our, our numbers out there. Um, if you contact us, um, we'll be able to get you referred to the right folks. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, the Equal Housing and Opportunity Council, uh, great organization that they're doing a lot of work there too. So that's who I, I refer a lot of folks to over there. Um, but you know the Wash U's uh, Civil Rights and Mediation Clinic. That's a big part of this. Um, you know, we're trying to help everybody in the region, too. So if you do call me and we can't do something about it, we'll get you to the right people for sure.
1: Okay, well, that's a great assurance there. And Elad Gross, I want to thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having us.
1: If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it.
3: ChooseWood.com.